Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best novels directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with best-selling and multi-time award-winning author Hank Philippi Ryan. Her latest novel, What You See, is the fourth in her Jane Ryland series, and it's being released today. Hank, welcome. Thank you. This is such an exciting day. Release day is always such a treat. It's just the moment when anything and everything wonderful could happen, so I'm thrilled to be here. And for you, release week or weeks is a hectic period because you are a person who travels about to support her book and and goes around the country doing book signings and speaking and doing all kinds of cool things. So uh, this is a busy time for you. I'm, I'm thrilled that you have time for us today. Well, what could be more fun than that? You know, I, if you see me in airports, I'm trundling my little wheelie bag along <laughs> the corridor, sort of humming magical mystery tour to myself. You know, I'm so lucky to be able to do this. And it's incredibly rewarding and satisfying and absolutely inspirational to meet um, readers and writers along the way. So it is one of the true joys of my life, book tour, crazy as it is. <laughs> well, let's before we get into the book, let's talk a little bit about Jane and this world that you've created for her. For people who might be coming into the series cold, give us a little background on Jane and Jake and this world that you've created. Well, it's interesting. You know, I've been a reporter for 40 years, a television reporter for 40 years. Um, and finally, in doing my Jane and Jake books, I get to make stuff up. <laughs> Think about that. After 40 years of investigative reporting, for which I've won 33 Emmys, um, of only telling the truth, only telling exactly what I see and exactly what I hear and exactly what my research finds. I finally am able to create this new but authentic world of what it's really like to be a reporter. My main character, Jane Ryland, is an investigative reporter in Boston. <laughs> I get really deep for that. Um, but the thing about Jane is she's incredibly honorable. She's incredibly determined. She's a good old-fashioned, in the best sense of the word, journalist who's out to seek the truth. Um, and sometimes that gets her into trouble. She lost her first job in TV because she refused to hand over a source and her station lost um, a huge lawsuit as a result of that. Um, so Jane was so determined to be a good reporter that at the detriment of her own career. And so that's what sort of her conflict is, her push-pull is. And she is, in my books, they're a series of standalone thrillers. They have the same two main characters, Jane Ryland, the reporter, and Jake Brogan, a very cool Boston police detective. And Jane is on the trail of her next big story. And Jake is on the trail of the next big murder that's committed um, in Boston. So in my stories, their two tales are woven together. And in the end, each winds up having the bit of information that helps the other. And another thing that's consistent across these books, and I didn't realize it until today when I was looking at all of them with covers right next to each other from your website, all the titles have three words, which is just one of those things that I find interesting. Well, you know, I love the title. The Other Woman, the first in this, the first in the series of standalones, The Other Woman is sort of the good wife meets law and order. <laughs> and that was, you know, the, the, the title The Other Woman just completely was perfect for that. And the wrong girl about the problems in uh, foster care and adoption and what if, uh, what if an adoption agency was reuniting birth parents with the wrong children, you know, the wrong girl. Um, 
Truth be told, though, comes from Jane's experience and her desire to what happens when the truth is told. Every good thriller is about secrets. Who has a secret? Who knows the secret? Who's going to tell the secret? And what happens when the truth is told? And that's the essence of Truth Be Told. Now, what you see, and we'll talk about that, I know, um, is also the perfect title just emerged for this story about hidden cameras and surveillance and the constant observation, um, seeing all of us all the time. So what you see is not necessarily what you get, right? (laughs) And one of the things that's fun about reading the series, reading them sequentially, is the evolution of Jane's career, where she was a big-time TV reporter, something happened, uh, she's unemployed, she winds up in print journalism, and then eventually from print to print-slash-newspaper video things, and, and now she's evolved again back to uh, television. So it's, it's fascinating stuff, and well, a great know- insider look into the business. Oh, Stephen, thank you. That is exactly what I'm trying to do. Um, Television itself and journalism can be a very nomadic job. Um, We're often, reporters are often looking for the next big story and the next big job and the next big assignment. And, you know, it's going, and it's changing now. Think about when I started in television, you had to get up to change the channel, remember? Mm -hmm. And now there are 900 channels. Um, The way that we receive news is so different now. And so uh, a novel, a thriller about a reporter like Jane Ryland and what you see is going to reflect the differences in how journalists work and also in how the public expects news and receives news and what we believe and why we do and how much video there is everywhere mm-hmm. we go. There's something like 30 million surveillance cameras in the United States, something like that, taking billions of hours of photos of us. And, you know, that's does that journalism, if somebody puts that up on the Internet, is it or isn't it? So the, our lives are changing tremendously, and I hope to sort of bring readers uh, into that absolutely fascinating world of reporting and journalism and storytelling. And that's what I'm trying to do in these books. And in What You See, which is the new book coming out today, um, I'll let you get into the storyline from it, but there's a scene in there early on when Jane is in the middle of a, a news situation, and she's essentially her own cameraman. And that was interesting to learn about those cameras, and I'm assuming that this is sort of the way it works now. So give us sort of the setup for What You See, and then tell us a little bit about that camera. Well, what you see takes place in Boston, uh, in smack dab in the middle of Boston, in the middle of Boston tourist season around the 4th of July. And it begins with a murder in right outside Faneuil Hall, which, as you know, is sort of a tourist attraction in, in Boston. In the middle, you know, midday, thousands of tourists, someone is stabbed, and everybody has a cell phone, everybody has a camera, and everybody's taking pictures of it. And as Jake Rogan, the detective on the case, says, you know, somebody saw something, and someone has pictures of it. So in this, in this scene, it's not, you know, usually for, a, usually for a police officer, there are not enough witnesses. And in this case, there are too many witnesses. And how are they going to deal with all that video, not to mention the surveillance camera from City Hall next door? So Jane arrives on the scene. Um, She is what they call in television now a one-man band. She's the reporter, 
and she's the photographer. Now, that's great because she can get right into the, right into the scene and be right in the action. Um, it's also difficult because she has to think about taking photos, pictures, videos, as well as getting the story. So it's fast, it's fast-paced, it's high tension, it's high pressure, and that's exactly what it's like to be a reporter these days. As a, I'm still on the air at Boston's NBC affiliate, and we, I still work with the photographer. I go everywhere with the photographer. But you can be sure that I have my cell phone ready at all times. You know, you never know what's going to happen, and it's so easy to get video now. Um, and we do it all the time. And that, again, going back to what you see, um, that's the essence of what you see. Everybody's taking pictures of, every, of everything. And sometimes, often, we don't know it. If I can just say really quickly, think of all the places you go where your picture's being taken and you don't know it. And that, you know, we see the video of uh, the football player in the elevator hitting his girlfriend. And we see the video, the surveillance video of the actors trashing the hotel room. But I started thinking, you know, what about all the other video that's out there? What about the video of me and you and anyone that's stored somewhere? Somebody has that and somebody could look at that. And what would happen if somebody decided to use that video for their own nefarious purposes? You know, you'd never know until it was too late. And that's um, the other part of what you see is the video that someone has of each of us and what might happen with that. One of the things that, that I found so captivating about the book and, and that makes it such a page-turner is the way you've compressed time. And it's, it's in terms of elapsed time, it's shorter than most of your books, which, which tend to span days. And, and in this case, everything's happening very, very quickly. And there are all these different uh, point-of-view characters, all of this stuff that's happening at the same time that had to be fun to write. It was amazingly fun to write. You know, this book, what you see, takes place in in 48 hours. Um, In the life of a reporter and in the life of a detective, when there's a critical, when there are critical events happening, there's no time to say, well, I guess I'll just go home and have a nice dinner and watch a little TV and then start working on this again tomorrow. When people's lives are at stake and when people's, um, his futures are at stake, you're not going to just put your feet up if, you, if you're dedicated to what you're doing. I didn't plan in advance to have it take place in 48 hours, but as the action unfolded in my brain and as the action unfolded on the page, I realized mm-hmm. that what would happen if this were taking place in real life, and it's very realistic, is that things would happen very quickly. In all my books, there are two points of view, James and Jake's, and then often there are three other characters. They're very carefully delineated. There's no head hopping within scenes. But you, the cool part about different points of view is that you're seeing the same story through various people's brains. So exactly the same thing happens. But, you know, it's a question of perception and a question about of making mistakes and a question about what we see. Um, and it's different depending on who we are. And that's what makes the putting the puzzle pieces together so fabulous for me. You know, I don't know what the ending of the book will be when I begin. I have no outline, so it's all a journey. And at the end of what you see, I got up almost to the end of what you see, and I realized, I came out and I said to my husband, I have no idea how this book ends. <laughs> and he said, well, honey, you know, you're 90,000 words in. You know, you, you know who the bad guy is, don't you? And I said, like, 
No, not, not really. <laughs> and when I figured out the end of what you see, I have to tell you, I was by myself in my study and I stood up and I applauded. I'm like, <laughs> yes, I got this. I got this answer. So talk about a surprise ending. I surprised myself. Well, there's a surprise. And, and one of the things that's, that's fun for readers it, when we're reading books like this where there are multiple points of view is trying to figure out how all these characters are going to intersect. And I'm reading along in the book and I'm not going to say where, but but there's a there's a moment in the book at the end of a chapter that I I actually said out loud, "Oh my God!" And for for readers, look for that because that's fun. And then let me know what you think it is. It'll be fun to to compare notes. But that was that never happens to me. There are always there are oftentimes points where there's a surprise, but I have never said, "Oh my God!" out loud before. Oh, I love that. I'm, you have made my day, my week. That's marvelous. And I have to tell you that I said exactly the same thing when I realized what happened. <laughs> uh, it's a, because you, in real life, we never know what's going to happen next. And often there can be a breathtaking surprise. And I'm always overjoyed when one of those emerges in my books because it's a surprise to me, too. And thank you. I'm so glad you enjoyed reading what you see because I'm very excited about it. It's gotten marvelous rave reviews and stars and top picks. And I'm just thrilled that at this point in my life, um, I can have a series of books that seem to be... Um, such a success. Yes, they don't just seem to be. They obviously are a huge success because you've won. You mentioned you've won 33 Emmys. That's for one career. For the writing career, that I, I was reading through the list of awards, and it's just too long to even go into. But you have won numerous awards. You travel around supporting your books. You go to all these writers' conferences. And the, the question that I want to know, and I suspect listeners want to know, too, as they begin to understand what your schedule is, is how do you ever get any writing done? You know, I'm very careful about it. I'm very organized. The number one thing in my life, besides my husband and my family, um, is making sure that the books are the very best books they can be. I feel such a responsibility to readers to have them say each time, this is the best yet. This is the best yet. So the more I write, the more I realize um, how much responsibility I have to focus on this. So I carve out a certain amount of time each day if I can. Um, I, I turn off the internet. I, I don't answer the phone. I can reveal to you that this is so ridiculous. But I set a timer <laughs> and I promise myself that I won't do anything between zero and 30 minutes. No matter what happens, I'm going to focus on writing. And when I do that, I mean, it's like a little kid giving themselves a gold star. But when I do that, I realize how the world falls away and the walls disappear and I'm in the world of Jake and Jane and I'm in the world of my book. So it does take a lot of focus, but wow, it's worth it, isn't it? It, it certainly is. And it's impossible to write books like this without that focus. Hank, where can people find what you see? What you see is everywhere, and um, no pressure, it's just my career. But you, can, <laughs> you, can find, you can find out more about me on my cleverly titled website, com. I'm on Facebook and on Twitter, 
Um, and I love talking with readers and I love talking with writers. You know, this community of people in mystery and thriller world is the most welcoming and the most fabulous and the most hilarious. Uh, and I thank you so much. Uh, for having me here today. And I'm going, let me make one recommendation to listeners, and that is that they sign up for your email list because your email list or your your emails, when you send out an email, it's unlike anything that I get from anyone else, and I subscribe to a lot. It is as though you have written a personal email to me. I feel like we're just having a chat. I have no idea how you do that, but it's brilliant, and I would encourage everyone to sign up for that list. Thank you. That is that brings tears to my eyes. Yes, you can sign up for my email on my website. I don't send out too many. I only do when I really have something that I want to share or say or tell you about. So I'm so glad to hear that it touches you in some way. That's very important. I will have links to Hank's website uh, on in the show notes at www.crimefiction.fm. If you do pop by the website, please sign up for our email list. I send out an email each Friday with a summary of the week's interviews. It's the best way to keep up with what we're doing and to be sure you don't miss out on great new books like What You See from Hank Philippi Ryan. Hank, thanks so much for being here today. See you on the road. <laughs>